0: It worked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was so much better than Bobby's countdown. I today. know, Bobby.
1: Wherever you are, take a note on that. Yeah. Because that was
0: pathetic it what was he did bad. this morning. He, Christy, he was like, okay, here we go. Three, two, one. I was <laughs> like, what? Was he How distracted are we supposed to know? I don't know. It was so uneven and weird. It was it was like the least helpful countdown I've ever heard. I know, life. I was like,
1: "What are you doing?" <laughs> aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast about a podcast that might be too beautiful to live. From the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, I'm Ann Lundholm. Every Monday we bring you a recap of the previous week's TVTL, but this is a Friday show and it's a third Friday at that, so we've got what I hope is going to be a really fun clip show for you guys, and joining me tonight from Linwood, Washington, it's the nice lady Christy Wise. Hello, Christy. Hello, Anne. And I'm very excited that we have a full complement of lady hosts today, because joining us from Lincoln Park, Michigan, is Meredith, the MVH Fan Harn. Hello, Meredith. Hi, Anne. Uh, So, ladies, a few weeks ago, Mike and Bobby did a Friday show with, I think we'll all agree, one of our favorite people, Hillary. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of nickname talk during that episode. And Christy, I think you and I both heard it and our hearts just sank a little because we had been talking about doing a nickname clip show and we felt like they stole our thunder just a little
2: bit by doing this. You've been doing this since before even uh, Kiki Lolo came on and talked about nicknames. Like this is, Mm -hmm. this is, they've, two shows have stolen our idea now.
1: So we figured that we better get on it, you know, before Grapes of Rad does a show on (laughs) nicknames or something and so that you and meredith and i should get together and just make a way way better show than mike and bobby about nicknames i mean we'll just like crush their nickname show (laughs) (laughs) but it is tbtl relevant because there have been a lot of nicknames given on tbtl over the years and we thought that it was high time that we addressed that so we have a couple of nickname-related topics that we need to start off with. Then we will play and discuss our TBTL nickname clips. We'll clean some house and tell everybody how they can get involved with the show. The first thing I want to start with is, do we have general rules for nicknames? Like, I can think of one off the bat, is that you should never give a woman a nickname that has to do with a dinosaur.
2: <laughs> oh, that's very specific. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or indicating age at all is that what you mean well I, so
1: i don't know when i was in elementary school for a brief time one of my friends thought it would be fun to call me brontosaurus
0: rex and i was probably 10 or 11 but it still kind of hurts can, I add, so can I add so much um cryptozoologic creatures to that list because yes um, i was types. called um Jolly Green Giant and Bigfoot when I was a young girl. (laughs) And then my brother had a
1: girlfriend in college and her name was Becky and he called her Beccasaurus. And I tried to suggest to him once or twice that, you know, he may not want to pick that particular nickname for Mm -hmm. her. And he was like, but it's cute. And I'm like, no woman (laughs) wants to be compared to a dinosaur. Nope.
0: So that's what comes to my mind. My first thought was that you shouldn't give yourself a nickname, right? I think right? that's been yep. well that's established. Good, yes. um, mm-hmm. And I came up with a couple other ones. And I'm open to argument on these. I don't feel real strongly about these. But I kind of think that a nickname should be cooler than your actual name.
1: Lurk, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <Yes. burr>, berberk. <laughs> yeah. Lernk, burr, burr. And
0: cool is subjective, right? Um, yeah. So that's up for grabs. But And then also I think it should either be And this maybe goes along with your rule, Anne. It should be flattering or the exact opposite of flattering. Um, Or maybe the exact opposite of accurate, right? So calling the big guy Mm -hmm. tiny, as will be mentioned later. Um, Something like that. Maybe an ironic nickname.
1: Yeah, something that is so completely preposterous that nobody could ever take it seriously. Yeah, like my nickname would be
0: Short Torso.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or I say... Um, nothing that has to be overly explained, like Luke's wanting to be called ace. And then he has to have a whole explanation. <laughs> well, you know, I play poker and this whole thing. And I even have a tattoo of it. Like, you don't need to explain it when, when you come in. Well, I, I feel like it's a little weird to introduce yourself as that name too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like it should just be known like, oh, okay. Learn. Makes sense. Cause you're Luke. <laughs> I mean, kind of. <laughs> sure
1: <laughs> um let's see i think those are really good nicknames you have to or nickname rules you have to leave freedom as far as nicknames go you can't suggest your own mm-hmm. mm-hmm yeah i feel good about that yeah
0: and
2: nicknames should never be mean that's all okay i say that because i agree because i have a couple that i'll list that are mean that i was called <laughs> But at the same time, I kind of have little code names for people, especially I've talked about, um, you know, shit snacks. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. There's another one, Jesus Pants. Um, mm-hmm. So I have these little nicknames for people so that I can but explain. But you would not their...
0: call that person
2: that to their face, would you? Oh, no. Maybe right. Jesus so that's Because mm-hmm. I think he'd like it. Right. But these are like
0: code words, basically, <laughs> right. for other okay. people who right. know what you're talking about. Okay. And I think that's perfectly acceptable. <laughs>
2: okay.
1: Well, I don't know. I don't feel good about myself about that all the time. I I have only ever been friends with one asshole in my life. One person that I would classify as an asshole. That's a really
0: good track record.
1: I know. And but it's, it's because- Mike Frizzell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have only ever
1: been friends with two assholes. <laughs> no, I was friends with this guy in college. His name is Dan DeFilippo. And he was president of his fraternity and, like, the champion of the fraternity, interfraternity handball team competition. And I'm sure he was in the business school, and he wanted to retire by the time he was 30 years old. And, God, how else was he an asshole? Well, one time, my roommate and I went out to dinner with him, and we had a trainee waitress, like at Applebee's or whatever. And Dan tried to convince her that we were lesbians looking for a threesome, and did she want to... (laughs) Oh, boy. Join us after her shift. Yeah, he was. That's the kind of guy he was. The only reason that I was friends with him is because he cultivated my friendship and I was like so bemused by the idea of sort of being on the other side. Like he's the kind of guy where normally if you talk to me, I would think that there was a joke and that I was the butt of it. Mm. But for whatever reason, he liked me. He also had a beautiful tenor voice and that's where we met <laughs> in choir. But we were in a choir with um, this kid that he used to casually refer to as fat high school kid. Oh, And it was not inaccurate, but... It was unkind. Yeah. And it always made me so uncomfortable when he would, I mean, he never, I don't think he ever spoke to this kid. So he never called him the nickname, but he always referred to him by it. And I think um, that pretty much ended my experiment with being friends with assholes <laughs> after that, because I just, yeah. I felt dirty yeah. in that. Good lesson. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was my experience with um, mean nicknames for people. Christy, your nicknames are are
2: less mean, more funny. We did have one in college with this guy uh, called Mullets for Jesus, and it was because (laughs) (laughs) he um, definitely carried a Trapper Keeper. He had a mullet, a very uh, luxurious like very long one that um it looked like he put like v o five like something mm. in into something you know, and a well, um, late nineties mullet, yeah too. yeah, and then he would every day around the fountain in the middle of Red Square, they would sing church songs and hold hands, and so that's why we called them mullets for Jesus, wow, so that's kind of mean about someone's like something about their looks, I guess. Can I just say, I don't understand how you
1: can have a place called Red Square in a non-communist mm-hmm. state. <laughs> I and mean, didn't anybody it think about called when you were... <laughs> you were naming it and nobody was like, mm, Red Square, maybe not a great name. Yeah. Well, the bricks are red, Anne. <laughs> so it's just know, literal. right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, let's talk about the nicknames that we have had. I mean, for me, it's going to be short for you, Meredith, too. Mm-hmm. But maybe we should start with Christy.
2: Oh, Okay, so I guess my name, like my given name is Christina, so Christy right away is a nickname if you go like, you know, literal like that. My parents did not want me to be called Tina, so as soon as I came out, they said, her name's Christy, like, so that's mm-hmm. where I got that. Um, My, and let's see, my dad's side, all of the aunts and my grandma still call me Chrissy, and I hate it. Um. And then all of my uncles and my boy cousins call me Chris. And when I first was learning how to talk, and I would say my name is Kissy Eyes. So that's where my Twitter. I love that. (laughs) Isn't it cute? kissy eyes. Kissy eyes. So that's a nickname that people still call me. Um, My uncle, as I call him, the fun uncle, he calls me Chris to Chris. In, um, when the Simpsons came out, I got the unfortunate name of Krusty the Clown. Oh, no. It like Krusty. <laughs> um, my cousin that's a bitch called me Gus Gus <laughs> after the fat mouse on Cinderella. Oh. I hate okay, her. Okay, she is a bitch. So, the dumb fat mouse. That wow. was my nickname. Well, Gus Gus um, was so cute, but that's just he was super cute. cute. Yeah, but it was because Th- he was a fat. That's probably no consolation. No. Um. In high school, a friend gave me the name Moonshadow from the Cat Stevens song, and Mm -hmm. then that became when I later on dabbled in a little witchcraft. That was the name I went by. Um, When I went to college, I uh, met this group of of people, mostly ladies, that were way cooler than me, Um, and they like can't they were lived in seattle and they um listened to hip-hop and they just were so much cooler than me and they (laughs) and i really wanted to be like them and so we hung out and they so at the time i was married and i had a hyphenated name and my last name started with an r so they started calling me crs1 do you guys know who crs1 yeah (laughs) (laughs) so crs1 and cristal are my nicknames and cristal is the troublemaker like so i always was the designated driver but i could get us into some shit and i did (laughs) like i would just like get my little i have this like (laughs) um her nickname was oh so we have c murder is our other friend karina and then little head because we have this friend she's italian she's very small very short has this like tiny tiny little head um, to where she's like embarrassed about it when we were measuring our heads for graduation she added an inch because she was so embarrassed but then the hat didn't <laughs> fit it's like <laughs> <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> and so she would like poof this curly hair out to make her head look bigger I thought only men added an inch <laughs> <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> to the circumference of head. Right. Right. Oh. so what I would do is like because she was fiery and so they would all drink and I would be like Bri, i would be like yo brie that girl just just pushed us and she'd be like what and like <laughs> start fights and it was awesome and then, so that would be like crystal that was me wow um,
0: wow it's like an alter ego
2: <laughs> i know it totally is not and nice then I would lady like, get people like there's these idiots that would like try to rap battle outside of the um <laughs> the clubs on Thursday nights what? and I'd just be like you guys are clowns and I'd be like sing <laughs> I'd be like talking shit and then I'd walk away like walk to the side so they didn't know who it was <laughs> this is all stone sober let's try to remember oh that. Christy that's how rap battles start <laughs> right? is insulting each other you could have had a career here right? <laughs> um okay and then I guess the stew bot gave me nice lady which is stuck And Jeremy calls me the ice lady when he thinks I'm being mean, (laughs) (laughs) because he says that people say I'm the nice lady, but I'm really the ice lady.
1: Well, I think, well, you are the nice lady, but I also think that it's a little misleading because you have such a sweet voice (laughs) (laughs) that people think you're being really nice, even when you're not. I guess. Or I just giggle. (laughs) (laughs) Look, it's like a natural defense. It served you well, obviously. Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah, I haven't I haven't gotten beat up yet. <laughs> mean streets <No>. of Bellingham.
1: <laughs> I don't think I've ever been to an establishment where a rap battle was taking place. So I mean you've got one up on me, that's yeah. for sure.
2: <laughs> well, probably Meredith has. Uh, I don't know. Not that
0: I was aware of. I, I find freestyle rap really anxiety making. Me too. <laughs> I have a really hard time even watching it on TV when I when it's been produced. Because it's going to be bad. Right. So I try to stay away from
2: that. Scene. From what I know of Detroit from 8 Mile, that's just happening on every street corner. Well, yeah. I don't hang out in too many abandoned factories. Oh. <laughs> or
0: parking garages. Or parking garages or... Or... anymore. Yeah. Um, I've got some nicknames. My family is not as fun as Christie's, apparently. Because <laughs> um, my aunts and uncles never gave me any fun names. But my dad calls me Mayor. He's like the only person who does that. Um My best friend growing up was named Michelle, and so we actually, I had the Eminem label early, early on because it was Michelle and Meredith, and so people called us collectively Eminem. Um, I am the middle child of three, and my, so my brother's name is Clayton, and my sister's name is Ellen, and so I was often called Clay L. Meredith, or L. Clay (laughs) Meredith, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. they go through the cat's names or you know, whatever, until Mm -hmm. they got to me. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, one of my friends gave me the name Megadeth, uh, I don't know, it's sometime in college, I think, and that's been my kind of username on every site ever. But it, it, it's not. There's not much to it, it's just that I'm so not into metal, and my name seems a lot like Megadeth, I guess. <laughs> but it stuck, and I love it. I <laughs> still use it all the time. Um, and then, of course, we've had Eminem, and now I'm back to my old name, and I'm the MVH, which I love, and Mike recently gave that to me on the show um, and as I mentioned, when I was a kid, people called me Bigfoot or Jolly Green Giant. I think the Jolly Green Giant thing is because I have green eyes and I was tall. Like, ooh, you really got me there. But it, it still <laughs> sucked, right?
2: <laughs> well, do you think, was it mostly boys that called you that? Oh, yeah. yeah, It's because yeah, yeah. they were jealous, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Because I was a head taller than all of them yeah. and we were 10 <laughs> years old. Yeah. And then I think it was also fifth grade, a kid started calling me Meredith Van Horny. oh no and i didn't even really know what that meant but i didn't think it was good right (laughs) so i was like "Ooh, ooh!" but i had a crush on that kid and and his name was alex and he had very bright red hair and once he started doing that i really didn't like him anymore so he ruined it
1: no that's wise of you
0: yeah you knew i I think that's kind (laughs) of my family just calls me meredith or mayor that's pretty much it
1: Wow, you have a lot more nicknames than you had led us to believe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess if we're going by Christy's strict constructionist (laughs) ways, then Anne is my nickname. Mm -hmm. Because my my government name is Elizabeth Anne. My mother named me that and then called me Annie from the day she took me home from the hospital. And I was like, well, why is why was that? She's like, oh, I just thought Elizabeth Ann was so classic sounding. I was like, well, Hmm. great. But it's really irritating to have to explain it to everybody. So thanks a lot. Right.
2: So did you get your do your legal documents say Ann or Elizabeth? Elizabeth. So when you book a flight, you have to put Elizabeth. Mm hmm.
1: Interesting. Yep. I do. Well, and I was giving her thrown some shade about (laughs) why she cursed me with this middle name, first name thing. And she's like, well, if you don't like it, why don't you just change your name? And I was like, well, but for better or for worse, this is my name. I've had it all these years, and it's a part of my identity. And I don't really want to legally change it just wish you'd done it differently in the first place well
0: let me tell you changing your name is a pain in the it butt.
2: sucks i'm never doing it again <laughs> i somehow got half of my legal documents to say christy and every time i've had to like go and get like a passport they say well they shouldn't have done that so my driver's license actually says christy wow oh, that's I nice I don't know how but I'm not questioning it.
0: <laughs> with my last name I've had a lot of trouble um, with it being uh, entered as one or two words mm-hmm. and when I went to get my my Michigan driver's license changed they said they couldn't do it as two words and they said well we could hyphenate it and I was like it's not a hyphenated term no. it's two words it's van not, space
2: Harn." You're not and the th- very first person to have that kind of I name. know <laughs> and
0: it's like this is crazy. It's Michigan, it, especially in West Michigan. There's millions of Dutch people everywhere. Mm, like yeah. this is a constant thing. But so my license plate says Van Harn, all one word, and I hmm. don't like
2: it. Yeah, so mm. that means you're gonna have to book that way.
0: Yeah, Ugh. gross. I know, gross. They were like, we literally can't without hyphenating, and I was like, Ugh, well,
1: I don't think that they're as stringent as they pretend to be on airline tickets. Because occasionally my last name will run, or my my middle name will run into my first name. Mm -hmm. So it actually comes out on the ticket as Elizabethan. And I'm like, well, (laughs) at least it's a word.
0: (laughs) That's great. That's like my nephew's name is Victor Ian. So it's Victorian when it gets all run together.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And nobody's ever looked twice at it, you know, going through security or anything. Mm. So maybe it's fine. Um, it's just, it's a very convenient way to know when somebody doesn't know me. Yes. If they right. call me uh, Elizabeth. I When I was in high school, what was it for? Uh oh, it was National Merit Scholarship. And you had to have a recommendation from your guidance counselor or whatever. And I had never been to see the guidance counselor in my life. <laughs> and uh, I found out later that he just wrote me a recommendation. I didn't even know that I was being considered for this and he referred to me as Beth through the whole thing. Oh, oh no. What a good student Beth was. And I was like, "Okay." Ew. That's so weird. I mean, if if I was going by Elizabeth, I'd probably use Beth as the shortener, but instead of Liz. Yeah, I
0: think so. Oh. I don't feel that I would be a Liz. I, I, probably be I just can't think of you as anything but Anne. It's so bizarre. <laughs> no. <laughs> no.
1: Um, let's see. So I was Annie until I was sixteen when I got the job at the Taco Johns. And I decided I should change it to Anne to be professional.
2: Mm-hmm. Because
1: <laughs> Professional <laughs> for Taco Johns. <laughs> well, yeah. I thought about answering the telephone there and being like, Thank you for calling Taco Johns. This is Annie. I was like, oh, that is so babyish. <laughs> so <laughs> So I decided I would be Anne, and um, my parents started calling me Anne, and my brothers mostly called me Anne. And I was later, many years later, I said to my mom, why, why did you go with that? And she's like, well, we wanted to respect your choice. And I hmm. said, okay, I guess. But so my uh, my extended family all still call me Annie, and my friends from high school call me Annie, but everybody else calls me Anne, except for my brothers who occasionally call me Annie. Uh, Annabelle or anybody named Ann knows the whole Anna banana thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My brother Carl often calls me banana peel. Mm. I mean, it's my most hated fruit, so I'm not thrilled oh, about it. Darn. But <laughs> And other than that, I don't think I've ever had any other nicknames until we got to Ann with a plan. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. Ann is hard to make a nickname out of it because it only has that one syllable to play with and if we're following nickname rules that they have to be easier to say as easy or easier to say than your actual name there's not
0: a whole lot that fits for me yeah Anne is about as basic as it gets Mm -hmm. for
2: pronunciation unless you go with your brother's strategy of like it could have been Anne and then anna banana and then banana and then all of a sudden it's split And all of a sudden, your new nickname is split. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Sure. As long as there's a trail. You know, I just remembered two more nicknames. And one of them is good, and one of them is bad. And so I had a friend named Sarah in high school. And she was Sarah Bear, and I was Mare Bear. Oh, So there was Mare Bear. That was She was the only one who ever called me that, and I liked it a lot. And so this is a bad one. I just remembered this. I was in fourth grade, and I went to this, like, this is going to sound like a brag. I guess I'll just brag. It was like a special program for the smart kids where they mm-hmm. carted us away for half a day once a week and we got to go, or maybe it was a whole day, to this other school and we got to do like more advanced stuff. And this was a teacher who was teaching the smart kids and she decided that my name was Mary because Meredith was too hard to remember.
2: No. Well, that's wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. At the Even at the time, I mean, I think I was nine and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, what are you talking about? It's not like there were other Merediths, because there's never any other Merediths. No, of course not. (laughs) There was no reason to do that. And it's not like Meredith is the most absurd, ridiculous name. You know, it just baffled me. And she tried to call me Mary the whole entire semester. And you're like, what? Who? Who? I don't think (laughs) I answered to it, because it just didn't, you know, that wasn't me.
1: Why would you answer to that? Now you've sparked another one that I had from a teacher in high school, the choir teacher. Uh, Mr. Johnson used to call me Little Bird, which oh, was one of those oh. ironic nicknames because he couldn't have been more than five foot six. He would used to <laughs> come and stand like up on a on a riser when I was standing on the floor and give me a hug because in those days teachers could still give students hugs. And he called me Little Bird. That's kind of sweet.
2: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. cute. Um, After My, I think it was in seventh or eighth grade when we learned what oxymorons were in English. Everyone called me that because of Christy Wise. Get it? Oh, (laughs)
0: Christy. (laughs) Kids
2: are awful. They are. I want to go punch all those people in the throat right now. (laughs) I also had, so I was in school in the 80s, uh, late 80s, early 90s, and I had big bangs. And someone started calling me Hurricane Hugo Banks. It was probably the year that Hurricane Hugo came. <laughs> what? And at one point, a guy took all—you know how you would do the hole puncher, and it would leave those little dots. Mm-hmm. He uh-huh. threw those dots into my hair, and I bet they never left. No, no, with still all there. that hairspray. <laughs> oh no! Kids are the worst. Boy. kids are the worst.
1: That's terrible. Yeah. Well. Meredith, you had a great idea to incorporate into the show. So I'm going to let you take the lead on pet nicknames.
0: Yeah. Pet nicknames are one of my favorite things in the entire world. Um, And uh, I think we should list ours, Christy and I. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, if if any of you out there want to ever tell me any of them, just put them on my Facebook page. Like, I'm always happy to receive lists of pet nicknames um with pictures. I think I put a I put a Facebook post up one time on my own page that was just like tell me your pet nicknames and I think I got like 250 responses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> it was incredible. Like people just kept going on and on and on and I just love them. So, I'm going to stick with the animals I currently have um which is rapidly diminishing number. So, I've got Wonky and Link right now and Wonky is 12. I've had her for a long time and she doesn't have quite as many nicknames, but right now I call her Wonks or Wonky Tonk. That's a good one. Um, wonkers, uh, Little Potato Bug, Stinky Butt, um, and then Miss Wonks. I, adding a Miss or a Mr. Is a, is a really go, a good go-to for me. Um, Link is always Mr. Link um, or Mr. Link said in a really high and shrill voice. That's a totally different thing when you change the voice. Um, sometimes they'll have specific ways of saying the name and that's a totally different nickname. Like, um, for the late, great Stephen, it was (laughs) Stephen. And that's different than Stephen. That's a totally different name. Um, and Link is also Linkerton, Linkertons, plural, um, get off the counter, butthead. Um, I think that's it for him. Um, Mr. Ed worked really well for Eddie. Mm. Would you sing it? Oh, Yeah. (laughs) So and you don't have a
1: animal? No, and of all the animals I've ever had, none of them have been big enough to like be outside a tank or a cage. Mm-hmm. I never had any nicknames for hamsters or fish or anything like that. So this is um educational for me. I never had a pet that I could call stinky bud. <laughs> well, it's applicable to her, so
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's natural. I know I, and so Link is not a stinky butt? Not really. Wonky's much worse. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. She likes to put her butt right on things that, that I need to touch. So <laughs> I'm usually following her around with like Lysol wipes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I have some. Yes. The late great Brody had a million, but here's some. We just made a little book and I had just jotted all of these down anyway. So Broads, which is easy. Mm-hmm. Um, Ellie called him Little Buddy. Um, monkey. I don't know why. And then that turned into monks. Um, pod dog. He was the original pod dog, as as we all know. Um, baby boy and Dr. Brody or (laughs) Dr. B is another one. What was his doctorate in? He was an actual um, MD. Um, Oh, he was a physician. Oh, okay. (laughs) Because like whenever I was sick, he would just lay on me and it was so cute. And so I'd say Dr. Brody was taking care of me. (laughs) Oh, that's great. (laughs) It was very cute. And then what the, one of the last times um, before he died, we showed, uh, we showed Elliot E.T. And um, she was very nervous. And she was actually pacing in front of the TV and saying, "I know he doesn't die. I've seen, oh. I've seen the part where he flies. I know he doesn't die." And she was just like going back and forth. And then she sits down, and then she was like petting Brody, and she goes, "I think dogs can. I think dogs can tell when you're when you're upset. They can smell your tears, and like one tear drops down from her eye. Oh. oh no! <laughs> so that's how he's Doctor Brody. They definitely can." Yeah, and I had two cats in high school. One was a Chew, and one was Daisy the Milk Cow. (laughs) (laughs) But the only nickname we had for her was Cow, so because Daisy the Milk Cow's long. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) So I'd like to put the call out there for any of you to contact me and give me a list of your pet's name and their picture and a list of all their nicknames that you call them. Well, let's get to the TBTL
1: portion of this. I want to remember before we start, I have to put one caveat. Whenever we talk about TBTL and nicknames, uh, we think of Andrew and his one million nicknames that Luke has hung on him, and we don't have any clips that reflect this in this bunch because it was never like a big thing when he got a nickname. It would just be something that Luke
0: slipped in like it would happen during the donors of the day segment Mm -hmm. or during a commercial or something yeah or it would be a joke based on something that they talked about yesterday it would be impossible to pull clips on that yeah
1: yeah they just sort of accumulate over time and it was never like a discussion and a bestowing of the nickname but we there i mean there is an andrew nickname clip in here it's just not one from his time on tbtl and we know all of those you know um, Andrew Hollywood Walsh and Fireball. Boom, boom. Mm-hmm, all <laughs> of that stuff. So um, I was a little bit surprised when I started going through the archive looking for clips. And I was like, wait, none of these are about Andrew's nicknames. So we'll just have to keep those all close to mm-hmm. our hearts. And we still get new ones all the time. I forget which new one Luke put in this week, this past week, but there was one. I noted it. Uh, but we still have a whole bunch of other... Interesting nicknames that come through this. I would like to, of course, thank our archivists who found this. A special thank you to Sydney McElroy, who uh, I won't spoil exactly what this is right away, but Christy and I referenced how we wanted to find this clip and I hadn't been having any luck finding it. And Sydney messaged me after that show a few months ago and said, Do you want me to find it for you? And I said, Oh, God, yes. And she did. So I never would have had this clip if it wasn't for Sydney. Thank you Way very much. Go, Sydney. to mm-hmm. Sydney. Yes. Also, we have a great clip that uh, Colleen Rosillis archived. So thank you, Sydney. Thank you to Colleen
0: for making this all possible. And thank you, Anne, because you archived 50% of these clips. <laughs> and you can't thank yourself, so I'm going to nope. do it.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's how I get the ideas, is mm-hmm. coming across the stuff in the shows. So, okay. This first one is... One of my favorites, this is from June, that's the sixth month, right? Yeah, June 10th, 2008. (laughs) And this is, uh, people who have not been listening to the show for all 10 years will probably have no idea where this came about, so we're about to let you know, this is when Jen gets the nickname Flash. Flash.
3: We were at this dinner party, and there was a British couple there, and I'd never met them before. And so I was trying to, you know, break the ice and ask them about themselves. And so I said, what'd you do today? And she said, well, we went to our son's uh, little leg game. And I said, oh, was it fun? She goes, no, no, it wasn't. And the reason it wasn't fun, her name was Bella, by the way. The reason it wasn't fun is because the coach insists on giving all the children little nicknames. But the little nicknames have nothing to do with their talent or ability. And I'm like, oh, that must have been uncomfortable. I said, what do you mean? Wait a
4: second. How how old are the kids?
3: uh, I'm going to say five. (laughs) But she didn't say t-ball, so maybe they're six. But they're little. I saw them. They were jumping on a tambourine.
4: (laughs) That's how small they were. They were actually able to jump on a tambourine.
3: (laughs) They were jumping on a trampoline as we were having the discussion. They were little.
4: And this lady was not doing this for effect.
3: No, she was, she was actually angry, angry because it kept building. And so she's like, there's this one little boy and he's horrible. He's horrible. When the ball comes, he swings a mile later and he doesn't just swing. He does that horrible swing where he spins all the way around.
4: First of all, that's a cartoon swing and that's awesome. <laughs> that's a lot of fun to watch happen because all those kids <laughs> suck at that age. Uh, my my kid played t-ball and coach pitch baseball when she was little Mm -hmm. and here's what you have to do you have to go out and draw a circle in the dirt as the parent and then you have to tell your kids stay in this circle of like stay within the bounds of this circle because otherwise they'll just go try to get a hot dog it is the most non-competitive there are no outs Mm -hmm. so the fact that one of the kids sucks all of the kids suck at this age
3: well that's what i thought too i mean i recently went to my niece lucy's soccer game and she actually spent the entire soccer game doing ballet poses Mm -hmm. Like, she mm-hmm. was in no way engaged in the game. She did not know there was scoring. She didn't. <laughs> she was just doing ballet poses in the middle of the field. Right. And I thought it was adorable.
4: Right. Well, this lady would not have. No. So she was just mad because this kid sucked?
3: No, or? she was really mad because the coach had assigned nicknames to all the kids, and the nickname he gave this kid was Flash. She's like, Flash! Flash! He's never going to be Flash! He's... Horrible. And I want to go up to his parents and say, Take him off the field right now. He will never be any good. Ever, ever. And she was like building and building and building. And I'm like, Oh my word. Was she
4: completely wasted at this point? No. She just. You just met her mm-hmm. and this was kind of her opening conversation was right. how pissed she was at this 6-year-old kid named Flash. <laughs>
3: Flash. And I'm thinking to myself and the
4: boom coach <laughs> goes the dynamite. <laughs> yeah.
3: Don't you think the the coach probably gave him that name to like boost his confidence a little bit? It's also know?
4: kind of the way that you call a really big guy tiny. <laughs>
3: yes.
4: It's a it's kind of a joke and what's the harm? I know. So she was really upset at how inaccurate she felt this nickname was. Right. And what what did you say back to her? I
3: I said, well I mean, I hope it's just for fun, right? And that was not...
4: Cause I yeah, I was hoping that you 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 put her in her place a little bit.
3: No, I well no, I I, I was kind of flabbergasted and I said, Well, it's just for fun, right? And just No, it's a perfect indication of what they should be doing with their life. And this child should flash, flash should not be playing little league. I mean she was like and I mean I think she thought she was saying that Clearly, he's going to be like an accountant or something, but I don't think there's a place to send future accountants when they're five. First, and
4: the other thing is, accounting needs people that are nicknamed Flash, too.
3: All of a sudden, like, I heard, like, Numbnut.
4: (laughs) He could be a Flash at Excel or other spreadsheet programs.
3: Well, and do you think it's that bad that, like, a six-year-old is a little on the slow side? I mean, maybe he hasn't gotten his, you know, legs What was her
4: deal? Was she super athletic as moms go?
3: I think she might have been. Like, she was a runner. They were definitely um, into their kids performing to a pretty high level.
4: Well, they trained them to jump on a tambourine, which is an (laughs) amazing parlor trick.
3: (laughs) Because I know that later on in the night we played um, a board game, like a speed charades game, and they were very competitive.
4: Now, what are the chances that this lady will hear this radio program?
3: Well, I don't think... She didn't ever ask me what I did or anything, so I don't think...
4: And do the people that were throwing the party kind of know? They do. Because the one thing I've been learning about this show is that there are actually people listening. We have operated for the longest time as if there's no chance of anyone overhearing what we say on the air. But when I was running the marathon, we ran into a couple people who had heard the show and one guy who said he was doing it because of the show. And just heading around town, it is becoming less and less infrequent. Which is another way of saying more and more frequent. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a long way to go to say something's happening more than it used to. It's happening with less and less infrequency that people are saying, oh, yeah, that Cairo, that show, But what? Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what the name of the show is still, but there's an awareness of it.
3: Well, I have represented I don't her, think... her case. I've made her case for her very – that's exactly what her case is. She does not think this child, Flash, should be playing Little League.
4: I just don't think you want this lady coming after you. She sounds <laughs> no. she sounds terrifyingly shrill.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, she told me that when she interviews people for jobs at her company, what does she do?
4: Is she a witch?
3: <laughs> I think she's in advertising i couldn't I couldn't quite figure <laughs> out what she was, but she told me that she's perfected the seven and a half minute interview, and I just started thinking about these people who've like dressed up and they have their resume and they've been waiting and they get into the interview and then after seven and a half minutes, thank you.
4: What was her husband like? Let's just, if they, are, if they are listening. Let's just get into it. I mean, what I, I guess there's no saving. At this point, it's clear that you did not feel like this was a, um, a love match. Right. <laughs> These are not going to be couple friends for no. you and Jason. Uh-uh. So I guess let's just, let's go all the way. <laughs> well, I, I have to imagine the husband of this lady was uh, a tiny man who was, uh, I, I imagine him being kind of bald and looking like, One of the people in The Little Mermaid, after Ursula steals their voice, and they (laughs) shrink down to be a worm.
3: He wasn't at all. (sighs) He was quite tall and built and quite good looking. He wasn't a worm. No.
4: (laughs) So you're saying that he was a human. Yes. And he wasn't a cartoon.
3: (laughs) No. Color me wrong. (laughs) And he was one of those guys who, even though it was a Sunday afternoon, um, was on his cell phone. He was taking calls from the office. All day long, which I always think, is there really someone at your office calling you? I don't think I buy that. (laughs) I
4: hope it's not a fake phone conversation. I
3: I don't know what was going on, but he kept taking calls. But the craziest thing that happened was they had a little daughter who um, decided to start. We were in in a garden and there was a lemon tree and she started picking lemons off the lemon tree and the hosts were not around. And she was like taking all the lemons off of their lemon tree, which I was kind of. So I alerted him like, oh. You know, your daughter's shaking yeah. those. And so he's like, bring them to me, sweetie. So she started bringing him the lemons and he started hucking the lemon at, lemons at the kids on the trampoline. Catch them. And he was hucking them over there and the kids were like trying to catch the lemons.
4: <laughs> These <they> sound like <laughs> the worst. I mean, I am not generally into deporting. <laughs> people who have immigrated to this country, I think most of the time we're getting the best and brightest from other countries, people who are strivers. That's why they've left the country of origin and come here to try to make a better life for themselves. Right. Sounds like these folks <laughs> maybe need to head back across the uh, across the Atlantic.
3: They're Well, they're certainly – I mean they're hyper-competitive and they're really uh, accomplished and they're raising really hyper-competitive kids.
4: And they have no – Respect for the scarcity of lemons in the Northwest, <laughs> no. this person got lemons to grow in Seattle.
3: no, we were in um uh, San Francisco
4: oh oh oh, okay, well, then, in that case, huck the lemons now i 'm coming back <laughs> they around got plenty. yeah, I thought this was in Seattle. I no. thought there was a magic lemon tree in Seattle, <laughs> and that was what really, really upset me was that someone was destroying the magical Seattle lemons
3: no, they are magical California lemons. Mm.
4: Oh, oh, so they don't even live in the state. Oh, yeah, so there's no chance they're no, hearing this. I don't think so. Yeah, well, then I'm going to take this opportunity to call them officially Fogelberg.
3: Longer than they've been
5: fishes in the ocean.
4: Uh, do you feel better, Jennifer, that you got that I off do. your chest? I also- you talked crap about them when they were out of earshot as yeah. opposed to...
3: Well, I've kind of become consumed about Flash because I thought that's a really cool nickname. And then we were at um, that barbecue housewarming, and there was a guy there wearing a uh, baseball cap that had the Flash on it. And somehow now I'm kind of into that.
4: Would you like? <laughs> would you like your nickname to be Flash?
3: I think I would like was Flash this... better than Road Dog.
4: <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you know what? But you're
3: not supposed to give yourself a nickname. I officially I declare I your it. new
4: nickname to be
5: Flash.
1: <laughs> My favorite part about this whole <laughs> clip is Jen doing the British accent. Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> Very
0: poorly, but enthusiastically. She's never it's been great wonderful. at accents. If there's anything I've learned from clip shows, <laughs> it's Jen's well, accent
1: It's impossible to do an accurate British accent because there's like 50 right, of them, right? right yeah, they're right. so regional. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know exactly what you're doing for all mm-hmm. of them, it just sounds like a mess no matter what.
2: At least she didn't wander into a whole different country, though.
0: Yeah, it's not True. Irish or yeah. Scottish, Scottish or whatever, yeah.
2: Or just louder
0: Australian, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, no crocodile Dundee. Mm-hmm.
1: But the thing that I want to ask like straight off the top for this. How do you feel about these ironic or sarcastic nicknames
0: for kids?
2: Is that a yes or is that a no? Very much no.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. That that's a landmine. You know, or a minefield? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. That's it's potentially very dangerous <laughs> and damaging for the kid. It's mean.
2: Mm-mm.
0: Well, it all seems a good
1: fun, but yeah, I I can't think of that leading anywhere very positive.
2: Mm-mm.
0: Well, and this lady just sounded like a monster.
2: She's awful. Why so yeah, mad about kids' sports?
0: I mean, she's taking it far too seriously. Like, they don't, nobody plays t-ball because they want to be a basket <laughs> basketball star. Well, they don't do that. But they don't do it because they're going to be in the, the uh, be a professional baseball player. You know, they do it to learn coordination and teamwork and mm-hmm. play, you know, whatever, to do something outside. Like, there's other reasons to do sports when you're a tiny kid. It's not, right. if it doesn't matter how good you are at it. No. What an awful! Person. They're all terrible. Yeah, they're all meant to be terrible. <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> where else are you going to practice your ballet poses? True. Right, and her if her kid is that serious into it, then they need to go to a different thing. A a t ball game is not is is you know is not where the no, scouts that kid are needs for <laughs> to learn
0: to play the cello or the violin or the piano right. or something.
2: But both of them sound awful. The the husband too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Throwing lemons? Uh, Yeah. It's
1: kind of funny, but also (laughs) terrible. I think of what I could do with those lemons. I would be so mad if those were my lemons. I
2: know. Yes.
1: Even if I was in San Francisco and they were magical San Francisco lemons, I would still be angry at that. But But here's what I want to know, or I guess maybe an observation about Luke, is that he immediately assumes that this... Uh, let's call her assertive woman would have this like
0: hen pecked uh, meek husband you know what he else I noticed and along mm-hmm. that same vein he called her shrill and he called her mm-hmm. a witch yes mm-hmm. I noticed mm-hmm. that too I, was, I like, was like wow this is he's really made up a story about this lady <laughs> right? Nobody is saying from
1: Jen's story that this lady was not a complete pill, but he does put
2: some less progressive stereotypes <laughs> yes. on this lady. This was probably the show right before he defended using the word gay as a pejorative right. for an hour. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely didn't see her husband being like that at all, No. mostly Mm-mm. because I'm surrounded by these little league parents now. So I knew that she was probably dressed head to toe in Lu- Lululemon or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And that he was a doucher. He's probably just <laughs> enabling this. Yes. They, they probably feed oh, off each for other. for sure. Yeah. yeah. They're going to be the ones they're like, why aren't you putting my kid in? Ugh, gross. Yeah. Ugh. And thinks that their kid is the best. And right. Even when they're not.
1: Well, so Christy, you might have some insight given... Mm-hmm how Ellie's been getting into team sports. What's the age where the line should be drawn? Like, okay, you know, your kid really isn't very good and maybe you should take them out. I mean, there is a certain, like up to a certain age where like what Meredith is saying is very true that it's about so much more than performance. Mm -hmm. But when do you actually have to start cutting the dead wood?
2: Well, I think it should be when the kid doesn't want to do it anymore. Ah, Mm -hmm. Because if if they're terrible at it and they keep trying, they're not going to want to do it for very long. And if they do, let them do it. I yeah. mean, you have we we heard that story this week of the guy that was um, playing the what the second level NBA for years, ten years, and he finally mm-hmm. got called up. Right. I mean, what if he would have quit years ago? It's just. I, th- I, I think
0: there might be some sort of like. You know, there's physical characteristics of professional athletes uh, that are genetic, right? Like you just don't have it or you do. And if Mm -hmm. a kid is about to like not go to college or technical school or learn a skill or get a job and they're just going to base their entire life on I'm going to be in the NBA and they don't Mm -hmm. have it, maybe they should be steered away from it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know. Um, But that's probably a pretty extreme example Um, Mm -hmm. that probably doesn't happen all that often Mm -hmm. for little kids I'm sure they they make their way out of it at a natural pace or
1: maybe Meredith for some people like you or I maybe once we got to high school we should have been gently encouraged not to be in ballet yeah (laughs) because we're like trees yep compared (laughs) to all the other girls
0: (laughs) yeah On the other hand, uh, telling a tall person that they should play basketball constantly isn't going to make it happen.
2: (laughs) No, No, thank you. I I just have seen like one of Ellie's coaches, he had an older son who was very good at basketball and he was the coach for both teams and the younger one hated it. He hated every single minute of it. And I just think that just because you want to coach, you shouldn't force your kid to do it. Mm, Definitely. So I I don't know. I, I just think that... Kids will choose what they want to do and not do and forcing them to do it. But also, why not do ballet if you're tall or you don't have a dancer's body, if you like it? Well, of
1: course, if you want to have fun and do ballet for fun, if you're expecting that you're going to get into the Joffrey, then you need to have different Mm. expectations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they always... What's the... um. Misty Copeland is the ballet dancer. Yes. The African-American, the first principal African-American dancer at, oh God, I don't remember what the ballet company is. But she talks all this t- about how she was um, relentlessly told that she didn't have the right body for ballet. Mm-hmm. And I look at her and I'm like, what is wrong mm-hmm. with that body? How can that not be? Now, if she was six feet tall like me
0: and people said, mm, Maybe not. I can see that. Yeah, if she fell up the stairs every single day at school, you know, like I did, maybe people would say, maybe like go read a book or something. Right.
1: But if you love to do ballet, or maybe not classical ballet, maybe contemporary. If you like to dance or something, ballet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Keep doing that. But I think it's all about tempering expectations. And this lady in this story clearly did not have tempered expectations for her five-year-old kid's t-ball practice yeah <laughs> i did think that it was charming that jen misspoke and said that the kids were jumping on the tambourine yes. that made me laugh
0: <laughs> i'm glad luke didn't let that go for the rest yeah, of the was... clip was yeah wonderful. that was cute and one more thing i think we should mention is that luke thinks those people should be deported <laughs> <laughs> Go back to Britain.
2: Yeah, I don't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> they sound awful. Are they making America great again? Because it doesn't uh, sound like it. I don't it. think so. <laughs> There's a lot of less lemons in the world now because mm-hmm. of them. Think of all the lemon meringue pies. I know. <laughs> all right, should we move on to the next one? hmm This is from June. June, it seems like, is our nickname month. Um, June 3rd, 2015, when Stu Bot and Andrew... Uh, virtually meet for the first time
6: I heard a rumor though that uh, you had to change your name to Stu because there were too many people named Steve at Infinite Guest was that all just made up Nope, that is, that is also um, true. I just didn't have to change it to anything
7: that it wasn't previously nicknamed. Because um, I sit right next to Steve Nelson. Right. Uh, he's a, Yeah, good job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any drops on me. No, I mean, on,
6: honestly, I think Luke would have been um, much better at playing that. I'm still looking for it here. I'm all new to oh. this. <laughs> Steve Nelson. There you go. Yeah,
7: so I'm right down from him. And in between the two of us, there's a Steve Smith. So, mm-hmm. um, there's three Steve's within like 10 feet, and you know the rule of three Steve's. Yes.
6: I, there's no, a wait. <laughs> one on. of them has to change their name. <laughs> okay. so, so, did you, I, if you had your druthers, you would be a Steve, though? So, you applied for a job at Infinite Guest, and you said, Hi, yes, I'm did. Steve Newman, and I would like yes. to work here. And they said, We'd like it if you work here, too. And mm-hmm. then they gave you a chair between two Steve's, and at some point, somebody said, We got to do something about this. That's essentially yes, because people would like walk by and say, "Hey, Steve," and we'd like all three of us would go, "Yeah."
7: (laughs) So it just got it got really confusing. So yeah, I just said, you know what? I'll just take the bullet and stick with Stu. I mean, it's 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 been my I mean, on Twitter, which is where I got my medium local notoriety. Um, I go by stew on, um, ch-
6: on the Twitter machine as well. Mm. So it's not, it's not that big a deal. Can you tell me about your – by the way, we have tons of real stuff to talk about. But actually, I should mention th- this is basically the first time you and I have ever spoken. Our relationship has been completely based on emails and mm-hmm. tweets going back and forth. I spoke with you for about three minutes by phone a moment ago before the show. But aside mm-hmm. from that, I don't think we've ever spoken before.
7: Yeah, I think you know we had like a quick check in right when you guys joined Infinite Guest, yeah. and I think uh, I had no good answers for any of the technical questions you had, and I just <laughs> said, you know, talk to Andy Cruz or somebody who gives a damn, and I just am going to go back to my internet place.
6: I so. do. I actually I do vaguely remember that because I remember mm-hmm. one of the issues when we made the um, switch over. I wouldn't call it an issue, but um, oh, by the way, you're in a fancy studio right now, aren't you? You're actually I am in, in a really the fancy APM Studios. Yes, yes, it
7: is super nice in here. It's like, you know, the Splendid Table records here. Seriously? Are you in the same studio? I'm as in Splendid? the same general vicinity. I don't wow. know if I am where LRK sits, but I'm very close wow. to um, where Lynn Rosetto Casper does do her show. Wow. Is Steve Nelson listening right now? I don't think so. I don't think he listens to your show that often. <laughs> um,
6: <laughs> yes. But when he does, he, he doesn't listen to it when I'm on it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> um so somebody at one point – I don't know why I brought up the fancy studio. I just got really excited there for a second. I mean because we're, you know, we're, you know, we're officially American public media, but like you're there. You you're at, you're at the, the mothership. I am at the mothership. Yeah. It's nice. Someone tried to change my name one time for a professional reason, a quasi-professional really, like, reason.
7: Was it like uh, – did you like get like one of those like commercial FM shows and they had to make you Hot Rockin' Andy or
6: something like that? <laughs> or? Can we tell Luke that I have a new nickname? <laughs> Hot Rockin' <Fireball>. and <laughs> yep. Wow, that's a, that's a lot of nicknames, man. It is. I know. I carry them around um, like so much baggage. I uh, I was, and I'm, I'm not trying to brag here, but <clears throat> when I was in college at Kent State University, there's one brag: go uh, flashes, I go Golden Flashes. Yeah, Golden. Yep. Wow, you know your stuff. I do my best. Do, doesn't the Golden Flashes sound like something horrible? It really like it, a sex crime. Something. It sounds like something, yeah, it it involves, like, urine and bad decisions. Yeah, exactly. Right. Anyway, so that's why I went to school. And I uh, was a uh, peer writing assistant, a.k.a. an English tutor at the writing center there. Mm -hmm. And I loved my boss. She was a a firecracker. Um, She was fast-talking, to the point, awesome, awesome woman. And, like, I think I was kind of, I don't know, maybe I sent in my stuff and then I was basically hired on the spot. But – She's like, okay, great. Okay, you got the job. Now, uh, we already have an Andrew, so you're going to be Andy. And then she just keeps on rattling off some other information I need to know. And I was like, wait, slow down. Stop. That's my name. What do you say? Like, I worked really hard to overcome the name Andy. I grew up in Andy. Mm -hmm. My dad still calls me Andy Boy. Add that to the nickname list. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All family still calls me Andy. I tried to change my name to Andrew in the eighth grade. It didn't work. I think it finally stuck. I guess maybe half – I changed schools in high school quite a bit. So it, at some mm-hmm. point, um, the, I just started introducing myself as Andrew, and it finally stuck. And now here it is. I'm a freshman in college, and my first boss is saying that she's going to call me Andy. And I was like, whoa, 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 slow down. I'm not an Andy. And she's like, well, we already have an Andrew. And I was like, well, that's my name. And I was like, well, how about Drew? So I was known as Drew, but only to those whom I tutored. So it ended up being super helpful because as my college years would go on, I'm walking around campus. If somebody came up to me and I didn't recognize them, but they called me Drew, I could always be like, oh, yeah, good to see you. How, you know, how's the paper going? Or how are the papers going?
7: That's Drew, the end of my like story. That. Yeah. That's, that's a good story.
6: <laughs> Thank you. I worked hard on it. None of it is true, <laughs> but I wrote it all because I really wanted a flashy start to the, uh, to the show today.
2: Okay. I didn't remember this one. I mean, I remember him being on, and I remember that there was too many Steves. Mm-hmm. But I thought that he always went by the nickname stew he did i okay. i cut that out because
1: it was less interesting okay. and it made the clip too long okay but there was a story about i think it college, was the right? second day of college <laughs> yes and somebody made a reference to him as stewie newman from mm-hmm. animal house is that right yes i actually uh, from... have not
2: seen animal house it's not animal house it's from the movie where rob Lowe. plays the saxophone in the window St. Elmo's Fire (laughs) St. Elmo's Fire
1: right (laughs) yeah right right. yep I I thought about including that but I thought that the better part the funnier part was the rule of three Steves (laughs) and then
2: Andrew's nickname (laughs) yeah I and the whole progression of um Andrew and Andy and Drew that was very interesting
0: yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's the same thing as the teacher, like the teacher who wanted to call me Mary. Is mm-hmm. Andrew's boss just deciding that he's Andy? Yeah. Like what? A, that's yeah. awful.
1: I mean, I don't, I guess I respect Andrew's desire to not be called Andy. It doesn't seem, I mean, it just seems so common to me that I don't really see why he's so adamantly opposed to it, but I
0: guess... If it's not what he wants to be called, it's not what he wants to be called. Yeah, and I mean, that's what last names are for, right? Like, there's nothing wrong with calling him Walsh. Luke calls him Walsh all the time. um, Or just call him Andrew Walsh. I I think in school, what we did when people had the same name is they just became their first name, last name Mm -hmm. every time Mm -hmm. you referred to them so that you weren't confused about which of the thousands of Emily's (laughs) I was mentioning, (laughs) you know. And Andrew was always trying to
1: reinvent himself and get Mm. away from that sort of sad fat kid persona that he developed. So I guess I understand. Yeah, it's like you going
0: from Annie to Anne. It's his
2: Mm -hmm. professional.
0: Yeah, Andy does sound (laughs) a bit like a child, right? Mm -hmm. My mom has said to me before that that's why she gave us all names that weren't easily nicknameable because she didn't want us to be um, infantilized when we were grownups.
2: Yeah, sure. I could see that. Well, I also think that it's back to the Kates, which we've talked about, is that either, I mean, you're given the name Catherine and either you go by Kate or Katie or Catherine and you're that person. And I think that's the same with Andrew. You're either Andrew, the more formal, Andy, which is like the fun loving guy. I mean, the guy throwing lemons was probably called Andy. And then there's (laughs) Drew. Which I feel like is kind of a middle between those. So I I don't see him as a Drew at all. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. He's not a Drew. He's not an Andy either, though. No, that's definitely true. An He's Andrew. definitely an Andrew. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so thinking about the rule of three Steves and how many Steves there were, I was interested in what the most common names for our generation are. Obviously, Emily, mm-hmm. that's a big one. Um, I don't know that there were a lot of Heathers in mm-hmm. my classes, but I don't know if that was Jennifer big for the
0: whole Jennifer. I don't think I knew any Heathers. We had a
2: lot of Emily's and a lot of Sarah's. Yeah. Sarah's Christie's. Yeah. There was a ton of Christie's. There was five. And so we would have to wow. go by like our initials. Um, that's how I originally started being be calling like, C-dub, mm-hmm. um, or like, yeah. So you'd, you'd have that or last names or whatever. So the, and it was. You either had the middle name Marie or Anne or Lynn. Those were the <laughs> three. So you'd <laughs> be like, Christy, yep. what's your middle name? I'm a Lynn too. Okay. So then you'd like <laughs> separate that. Yeah. I think that it just, there wasn't, it felt like there wasn't that many choices. And with boys, it was like David and Brian, uh-huh. Jeff. Yeah. Oh my Mike, God. All the Jeffs. We had a lot of Mikes and Jeffs. Yep.
0: Yeah. How about Ryan's? Yeah. Is that after us? I feel like
2: there are a lot of Ryan's. Yeah. I knew Ryans who were older than me. I feel like yeah, these that could be. new names. I remember I was on a flight once and it was like, and your pilot Cody. And I was like, nope, get me off. There's <laughs> no one <laughs> named Cody that's going to fly me anywhere. My pilot is 12. <laughs> Same with Doctor. Doctor is not going to be Cody. Mm-hmm. hmm <laughs> Yep.
0: Oh, how about Amy?
1: Do we have a yes. lot of Amys? Yes. Yep.
0: Okay, are we good on this one? I think so, yeah. Oh boy, okay. I, I don't know that I'm thrilled that I have to talk about this, <laughs> but this clip is from <laughs> May of 2013, and this is the uh, how the infamous The Mummy got his nickname.
4: All right, so uh, let's see here. Uh, thanks to everybody who emailed in before the show. Let me um, get over here to where I have this list of questions. First question uh, comes from listener uh, Kalina. Kalina mm. says, Dear the Mummy, inquiring <laughs> minds want to know how you got that fantastic nickname.
5: Hmm. Uh, well, that's an interesting story. Um, yeah, I'm maybe better even told by you. Well, we'll let's collaborate on okay. it. Yeah. So I uh, don't smell as bad as everyone thinks, even though I don't shower often.
4: That is true. I will give you so, credit that yeah. it, th- you don't like... You don't have any bad odor, actually. Yeah, I actually don't have any innards, which helps a lot. So <laughs> Keeps it down yeah. a lot. You don't, but, but our friend who we on the show refer to as DJ Tuna, um, she loves giving you shit about the fact that you don't bathe as much as other normal people in develop in the developed world right right and also the undeveloped world (laughs) which is a it's remarkable that you don't reek you do not reek you don't smell at all but she she always likes to give you crap about yeah halitosis
5: perhaps but uh.
4: we were in vegas we were in vegas the three of us as is a uh a common trip for us and Mm. and you um what was it? There was like two beds. We were in some kind of uh, – oh, yeah. we had a hotel room and it just had two beds.
5: That's been pretty common theme. Right. Voting who doesn't get to sleep with me. Well, now it's taken bed. on a
4: life of its own. Yeah. Like now the the fun is Tuna and I like getting mad about who has to share right. the bed it's with you. It's kind of
5: a one, two, three, not it type of uh, situation. It's, it's for pride really.
4: So this was you know a trip where Tuna said – I don't want to sleep with him. And I was like, I don't want to sleep with him. And then
5: you said. <laughs> I, I sleep like a mummy, which I totally do. I cross my arms sort of in, <laughs> like,
4: we're standing. in
5: sepulchre form. We, and-
4: we were standing in a casino in Vegas or walking along the strip or something. And you were like, what? I sleep like a mummy. And then you crossed your arms in the mummy pose. Right. I
5: think at some point during that trip, I also just lied down on a people you mover. Did. You did. We took a picture of that retorned. later. But – uh, yeah, and then fortuitously later on that night, um I won some money on a slot machine um called Mummy Mayhem, which really not helped. just some money
4: you won like you won like fifteen hundred dollars yeah, fifteen hundred on like with like a quarter, right, which you, was the most money any of us had ever seen at yeah, that point
5: in our life, right, this is back in the day, and still probably the most money I've ever seen.
4: You could live for a year off of that now,
5: uh, easily for a year, oh man.
0: Even though I don't shower often. Ooh, I heard that and I was like, <laughs> oh, I didn't realize the mummy could get any less attractive to me. But there we go. There we go. I, I mean, I can't even imagine a worse thing than having to argue over who doesn't have to sleep with him. Yeah. And he says, I don't smell as bad as everyone thinks. And Luke is <laughs> kind of agreeing with him. He's like, yeah, you don't smell. You just never shower. When,
1: yeah, that no. No. Nobody should say,
0: oh, you don't smell that bad. As bad as everyone thinks.
2: Well, and that he's just okay with that they fight over having to sleep next to him. He's just like, yeah, there's always this thing. He's like, yeah, I'm gross. I mean, no one likes me.
0: (laughs)
1: He is a strange cat, yes. to be sure. I was trying to figure out, I mean, before we all knew him so well, there were, as Mike has mentioned, a number of ladies who were enamored of the mummy, mm-hmm. let's put it that mm-hmm. way. And I, so I was trying to say, okay, what would be attractive about him? I mean, he was a handsome fella, mm-hmm. I hear. Yep the few pictures that i've seen seem to bear that out. He's definitely smart. He's got a great speaking voice. But
0: other than that, oh maybe it's his air of mystery. Yeah, maybe his does it. His crazy person. lifestyle is attractive to some people, but that is a huge turnoff to me. Mhm. Living in a hut or a teepee or whatever he does. Yeah, i i i need somebody who has at least steady
1: employment and if he's freelance I can work with that but
2: no this isn't when
1: his job is like one day a week bartending I that's not
0: enough for me a good credit score is becoming much more important to me (laughs) yes
2: (laughs) as I get older (laughs) he's a very good dancer
0: oh I could see that
2: when I first a fun guy yeah he's charismatic he's fun he's attractive um when I first met them, it was at that, oh, what was it? The bush gardens, the one where mm. Luke fell afterwards. We were crammed in there and I was at a table next to him and him and Jen got up and danced together and I thought, oh, well, that's Jason because they kind of have, they have the same body oh, type. Yeah. Um, And then I found out, oh no, Jason's over there. This is, you know, and then I introduced myself to him, but um, yeah, I could see it because they, They've been friends since they were little kids, right? So they're just their demeanor together. Um, they just played off of each other. And then seeing them dance together was um, interesting. So he's a good dancer. <laughs> hmm. And he
1: also plays the banjo, right? I think so. I mean, that's he a point something. in his favor. Oh, yeah. He was in that, what, what did he call it? The blue ga- bluegrass karaoke mm-hmm. yep. thing that he used to do.
2: That yep. sounds interesting. Yep. I really doubt so the story of the mummy is that he used to have this job that paid him six figures and then he just decided to like go off the grid I don't believe that first part no he just doesn't even seem like
0: the type that would get to that like he would never want that and he would never do that
2: yeah I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that and that if you make six figures you're better I just don't believe that he ever had that part Well,
1: let's see. Luke talks about like when they were, when they did that beer commercial,
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: the mummy was there. They used to like go on auditions to things together. That doesn't sound like a guy
2: who makes six figures. Right. That's like, so that's what I need to know is when was the six figure situation?
0: Yeah. Why would you take a job, like a vacation from your lawyer job or whatever to go shoot a commercial in the wilds of Canada with your buddy? Right. Right. Mm hmm. That I mean, it sounds like it paid a lot, but I don't know if that equation makes a lot of sense to Mm -hmm. me. If you are already making six figures,
1: Mm -mm. no. And then the last part of this story, where they revealed that that whatever time in Vegas that he laid down on the people mover, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, he's that guy. He's that guy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he's that guy. Mm -hmm. Great. I mean, I really I thought the best part of this whole clip was kalina's email yes. that started dear the mummy
0: yes <laughs> and how he got that name i mean it's such a good nickname but i think the story's kind of lame yeah it that is. he just uh-huh. you know he just crosses his arms and, and i'm sure that's not true you know i bet i bet he wakes up and the sheets are on the floor and he's right. sleeping sideways you yeah. know yeah vomit on the carpet. Right. <laughs>
2: For sure.
1: Ugh. Ugh. Yep. I just feel compelled to say it every time we listen to The Mummy. I, I have to reinforce it. Nope. 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 And hell no. <laughs> nope, never.
2: But if you did, if you're a listener and you did hook up with The Mummy, we're not judging you.
1: Right. It takes a while yeah. to figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's not immediately obvious that he's I thought gross. he was cute at first, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he is very charismatic and he is fun to listen to. And so I could see, I mean, before we realize that he doesn't shower very much. (laughs) You could be like, yeah, I could go for that. Sure. All right. Well, let's go to one final clip. I debated about putting this clip at the end because I don't know. I thought it might end us on a, on a down note, but then I couldn't see starting out with it. And it's way too interesting to put in the middle. Mm-hmm.
2: And people so... ask about this origin a lot. So it's your I thought this is disastrous finale. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I guess before we play it, I'll just say thank God that Luke has learned and grown. Mm-hmm. And we can be proud of him for knowing that this was wrong. Mm-hmm. And this is the story of the origin of Burbanking the
6: joke. Have you ever found yourself though in a, in a position? I'm, tr- I'm racking my brain trying to think of one too, where I have I'm just over committed to either a joke or a bit or 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 maybe even just a a, a, a maybe a white lie or something like that. Because I I feel like I know this feeling, but yeah. I can't think of a specific example of like getting in over my head.
4: Well, I mean the the in my friend group, the most well known one of me having to be committed to the bit, uh, and this will. Not endear me to the listeners, but you've spent a good week uh, showing what a truly terrible person you are, Andrew. So I thought I'd just take mm-hmm. the take the heat Thank off you for a minute. Thank you. Um, the original uh, instance of what we now call Burbanking the Joke uh, was when we were out. It was me and uh, my friend Cotter and uh, my friend Jessica. And we were out for uh, dinner, and there was a, a pizza on the menu called uh, White Lightning and I said, for some stupid reason, I, I think I ordered the white lightning, or I commented to the way "I was like, oh, that was my nickname in high school," and which is a dumb go-to joke that I used for years, and it by itself is 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 really um, not great. But I Maybe made it
6: just that blankety blank. Oh, that was yeah. that was, Anytime I
4: hear name. like a weird, you know, yeah, yeah, like just a some kind of weird collection of words, I would say that was my nickname in high school. Well, so then because I can't stick with the bit. Because I, I, I wanted to try to like – I wanted to say, no, actually it was, um you know, it was whatever. It was, it was Pizza Face or it was – I was trying to come up with something in the moment that was like what my real nickname was, which was something that was so much less cool in my mind than um, uh, White Lightning. And for whatever reason – do you know this story? No. You're going to really – Rethink. You and Alropa will have a good time doing your podcast together <laughs> years from now.
6: I wish. Oh, months from now.
4: For whatever reason. So, again, the setup is I said, wait, that was my nickname in high school. No, actually it was. And, again, I wish I would have said, like, you know, it was it was pencil neck. It was, uh, you know, whatever. Instead, I said it was. And then I said the F word and not the F-U-C-K word. The F word oh, that is. Oh, no gay slur and I don't even know where I think I mean honestly I, this is a bad thing I think I in my mind it was I was trying to think of a thing you would never want to be called in high school right, right you right. know the opposite of like a hey, cool white lightning but even right. so it was way over the line it was way too weird the waiter was oh mortified my, my friends were me. mortified I don't know where that word I I have I'm not even exaggerating. That's probably the only time I've ever spoken that word out loud in my life. Like you I think it a lot. I, I incessantly.
3: <laughs>
4: no, but you know what I mean. Uh, like I, I don't. I don't say. I I don't throw that word around at all. And I wasn't a person who. Uh-huh. Would, I didn't call people that. Like as a as a pejorative. It just isn't a word that was really in my mind. Right. Uh, right. And for whatever reason, it came out of the back recess of my brain. So then my friends were like they were so mortified and horrified and i was horrified and embarrassed and then i said i didn't know what a potato was and then it got really no so then for like the rest of the day i kept just sort of inserting the word this is a really a bad story oh, no oh, not you kept to kept going with it not to people in public but like to my friends i kept uh-huh. just sort of sliding that word in to try to get them to laugh basically because try- you've
6: already you've already explained to them how mortified you are yes
4: I mean, and now was, you're just
6: kind of like now you're trying to joke on. I'm you're trying so to obsessed I, with it. Yes, I'm. Yeah. I'm
4: totally obsessed with it, and I'm trying to now like somehow get out of the doghouse with them and get them to laugh somehow at my use of the word. Which, again, as I think about it now, isn't really redeeming anything right. other than just continuing the mistake. Right. But I just was so locked in this thing where I wasn't going to quit until one of them cracked at least a smile. And I think finally, you know, I like later that night we were all well into our cups and somehow I slid it into some comment that they they basically threw me a bone and like sort of smiled. Just so to to stop. just to get me to stop. Just to get oh. me to stop. But I couldn't leave it alone because I was so embarrassed. I felt like I've got to somehow redeem this. I've got to Burbank this joke.
6: You got to keep keep picking that scab, picking that scab. I couldn't until, stop yeah. picking
4: at it. I felt so horrible. Again, as I describe it now, and by the way, this was years ago. Um, as I describe it now, I realized I was just making it worse. Like if you do something of stupid course, like that, yeah, just yeah. leave it alone. Don't then further use a term that's really hurtful and not okay.
1: <laughs> and for all that this demonstrates, his truly terrible decision-making – It is very brave of him to tell this story on the air, I think. I've Mm -hmm. heard
0: it so many times, and I cringe through it each time, even though I know how Mm it goes. It's just painful. If I had done
1: something like this, I would never tell another Mm -hmm. living soul. (laughs) I would try to bury it as deeply as possible and never bring it up. And the fact that he is willing to talk about it well, I don't know. See, all of a sudden I'm doubting myself. I'm like, wait, maybe it's a pathology. <laughs> kind of. Maybe this speaks to a darker emotional state where he thinks well, it, it's okay it really to talk sounded, about this.
0: It really sounded like he didn't want to say it. He was really hesitant mm-hmm. about it. And, mm-hmm. and so many disclaimers that like, oh, you're going to be doing a show with El Ropo soon because <laughs> I'm going to have to resign in disgrace, I think I think was the implication. I mean, it was really bad and he knew it. And I think he knew it at the time, but he will do yes. anything for a laugh. Mm-hmm.
1: it's so hard to know what to think about this to me. He's such a good storyteller that you can sort of figure out what was going on in his head with this, this desire to to save this, to take it from horrifying to funny. It's just that that's not something that can be done. Not with that word. Nope. There's no saving it and his stubborn insistence and trying to, to rescue the situation just made it so much worse. And
0: uh, when Andrew was like, "Oh God, no!" You kept saying it. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, Andrew, we're all there with you." Uh, I get where the I get where the joke came from because he was trying to be self deprecating, right? Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. what people called him. Mm-hmm. They didn't call him a flattering, although white lightning. Come on, <laughs> I, I know, <laughs> but I don't, I just I think that's a line you can't really cross. And get a laugh out of it anymore. And the the fact that he said
2: he had never said that word before. He's like, I don't know why it just was there. The tip of my tongue.
1: Well, it speaks to internalized homophobia. And I don't mean that as a a critical thing of Luke. I mean, um, we're all a little bit racist, right? I mean, we've all sort of grown up that way Mm -hmm. um, with prejudices given. I mean... Not Christy, of course. She's that <laughs> yeah. was born woke.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that That's good. That's good. We yes. all
1: had to get woke yes. somehow. We all had had some way. Well, that and yeah, we... it's a
0: learning process and that's fine. Right. Yeah. It's more about how you react to it and change and and apologize and learn. Right. Right. It just sucks that Luke's has been on the air. I don't think. Yeah. I. <laughs> but I don't think this story reflects any sort of learning or improvement. I think this is a huge step back. Mm-hmm. And I, ha- I have to think.
1: I mean, there's never saying it out loud because you know it's not socially acceptable. But that doesn't mean it's not inside in of you. And yeah. mm-hmm. he came up in that extremely conservative upbringing mm-hmm. that he had into his twenties. Yep. And he doesn't say exactly when this happened. So I would assume it would have been in his twenties, sometime. So it just, I can understand that. It was this poison that was just lurking inside and it just popped out. And he knew right away it was wrong. But so I guess I'm not upset with him for saying the word. Terrible decision. Terrible. I'm just really upset that he kept trying to make Mm -hmm. it okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was the mistake. Yeah. I mean, it was all a mistake, but
2: that was the real mistake. What's more of a played out joke? That was my nickname in high school or sounds like my last date <laughs> cuz they're both on the same level. I, think, I feel like with our chats that sounds like my last date is
0: getting to that point. And I, I I was hoping that that this point would never come because I think it's almost always funny,
2: but it's gotten so overused. Yeah. It's just like that's what she said, right? Yeah. I mean yeah, remember yeah. when that the office was on I wanted to like murder people. Yep. That's it's the same. You know, the same line of funniness. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> well, now you realize that Mike is going to
2: say it until Kingdom Come. Of course, come. <laughs> because... <laughs> just to spite you. <laughs> well, I don't care. He already does anyways. I don't even give it thumbs up anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> thumbs down. So have you guys ever done something like this? Where you no, say I a, don't. Not saying, not saying a slur, but where... You say a joke or try to do something and then like, oh, and bring it up again like that? No, no, nope. Because
1: whenever I have something that doesn't work, I am so ashamed that I hide under the bed and zip myself up in my sleeping bag and never come out again. I would never try to go back to it to save it.
0: Half the time, my, my humor tends to be really dry and sarcastic, and, and if I'm in a situation where people don't know that, they won't they'll think that I'm being serious. and so I have to just let it go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because explaining it would make it a million times worse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are we ready for some housekeeping? I put the chain on. Don't come in.) <laughs> Do not disturb, Tassel. Do not disturb. Um, Check out the merch in the merch store. It's awesome, and it's good prices, and it has our logos and our art on it and our faces. So you guys should buy it. Um, I'm wearing it right now, my Rar sweatshirt. I love it. Um, contact Christy for the archive project. It's still going on. It's going to always be going on, and we always need help. And if you're going to be shopping on Amazon, use our link. It's littleredbandwagon.com/slash Amazon, and we get a few pennies from each of your purchases. And it really ha- helps and adds up and gives it us does. content
2: ways you can get involved with the show. You can go to littleredbandwagon.com. You can go to throwyourphone.com. I use that a couple times this week. Um, You can go to Facebook either on the Sense page or on our page, Little Red Bandwagon. Our show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. And you can call us or text us at 802-432-8285. Since you are here, Christy, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Until next time, this is the next party. We
0: love you, Jen. Nailed it.